0: So it's trying to take the emotion out of it as well and making sure that you're making the right decision based on really good information because knowledge is powerful.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. In this episode, we talk with Nicole Jacobs owner of Nicole Jacobs' property with 18 years of experience in the property industry and also regular appearances on the Australian TV series called The Block. Keep listening to discover Jacob's journey on her first investment property and little tips and tricks she's learned about investing as a buyer's advocate. Despite her appearance on the popular and competitive reality show, The Block, Jacobs remains grounded with both her own property investments and how she approaches her clients as a buyer's agent.
0: Well, my name is Nicole Jacobs, I am the Director and Officer in Effective Control of Nicole Jacobs Property and we are buyer advocates in both Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, we've uh, been buying for or in the real estate industry for the best part of 18 years so I've been around for a while many people may know me from my profile on The Block on Channel 9 um, but uh, predominantly, I am normally, my normal job is actually dealing with clients every day not buying on high-profile shows.
1: Jacobs keeps herself grounded by interacting with clients on a regular basis and consistently learning more about the property field to better herself as both a business owner and a person.
0: One of my key strengths I think is keeping it real. Um, it's very much about relating to the people that you're looking after in the market and also relating to the people that you're dealing with when you're negotiating. So, uh, I think it's a, a huge um, uh, factor that you need to have when you're, you know, in an industry. I think everyone's in customer service, but I think that if you can speak to people on a really normal level and uh, you you know what, you learn every day, don't you? So, I don't know everything and i um, I'm always open to you know finding out more information and, and making myself better as a person and, and as a business owner
1: Jacob's daily routine varies according to her clients and their requests
0: any given day I could be doing anything so uh, it could be uh, interviewing new clients and when I say interviewing They interview me and I interview them to work out if we're a good match or not. Um, I could be sitting down having a coffee with a local agent to an area where I am actually looking to buy a property for a client, sending out emails on the phone. Uh, I have an amazing assistant, Taylor, who does a lot of my background work so I don't have to get bogged down in, uh, uh, you know, getting contracts ready and, and what have you. So, I am very much focused on the clients and that relationship with them. So, it could be researching the market, it could be going out and looking at properties, um, shortlisting properties for clients and then uh, letting them know what I think is you know, a, a property for them.
1: Despite the stress that comes with the responsibility of buying profitable properties for her clients, Jacobs believes she's extremely fortunate to be able to work in her current profession.
0: We do specialise in the $3 million plus market. So we're in uh, some beautiful homes and I really do think I I generally walk into most homes and just think, wow, I'm so (laughs) fortunate to do what I do. Um, Yes, I spend other people's money and I buy beautiful homes and lifestyle properties but uh, I really do um, have that opportunity to make sure that we're buying well and it's the right home or property or investment for them because if it's the wrong one, then it's going to be a very, very expensive mistake.
1: Mm. How did you get into that market? Because it's a very, very niche market, not Everyone can afford yeah. to jump in and buy three million plus properties <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh,
0: so in that market, I mean, of course, um, uh, that's my everyday job is is jumping into that market for clients, and and that was very focused. It was put yourself in the right spot, and that's where you'll be, if. Um, you know, obviously, I started at very, um, you know, $400,000 apartments uh, and worked my way up into the $3 million market. Obviously, the market has grown in that time too. So, that shifted everybody. You know, the old one mills now two. The old twos now three, et cetera. Um, but getting into the buying cycle of it, I was a selling agent prior. So, that's probably where my love of real estate came from initially anyway um, to invest myself.
1: Jacobs began her career as a buyer's agent after gaining interest in what went on behind the buying and selling of property, having already started her property investment portfolio on the side.
0: In fact, I get people knocking on my door to work with me and they actually haven't had any selling experience but I find that if you've had the selling experience, you really do know what's going on the other side of the transaction. Even if you've just bought and sold yourself, you've really never been on the vendor's transaction side where the selling agent is primarily there just for the vendor to get the best possible price. And the conversations that go on behind closed doors without the the seller uh, are phenomenal. So it's that psyche behind uh, getting that uh, the right way of speaking to your vendor to make sure that they make a decision that you have you know almost not manipulated but you've you've made sure you haven't given them their top offer straight away you've you've left it you've got them to say yes, we'll sell it a lower figure then you come in with a higher figure, then they feel good, you feel good, everybody feels good. But you need to know what's going on the other side. So when I'm looking after clients and buying property, I can give them a very good indication of what's going on on the other side. So right now, the selling agent's probably talking to their vendor about X, Y, and Z, and they're getting them into the right headspace. So at the moment, we're playing a bit of a game. It's going back and forth, but eventually, they'll arrive at the right conclusion, hopefully. And if they don't, well, we move on? Uh, but I think having the experience in the selling side, and I – sold off the plan, I sold investment properties, I sold uh, big homes, uh, a lot of the, the different areas of selling and then had that moment where I was asked to look after buyers and that's when I went bang, this is where I feel at home and that's how I started being a buyer's agent.
1: Jacobs believes that her current job as a buyer's agent requires her to make sure everyone involved in selling and buying transactions are happy and on the same page.
0: I remember selling a a girlfriend's house and uh, we got a great price and I said to the the agent that I was you know my boss and I said right let's go and give her this offer this is amazing he goes oh no no hold on right there we don't give her that offer straight away we we get it to a, agree to a price much lower than that so when we come in with that offer she's ready to sell but if we go in with that offer too early she's gonna say great what else can you get me yeah
1: yep, that's exactly right so well, it's about sucky. making sure
0: yeah everyone that is on the same page and very happy
1: Having been brought up in the suburban areas of Melbourne, Jacob's childhood was extremely carefree.
0: I grew up in Glen Waverley in Victoria, which is um, a, a lovely very, place. Mm. Well, it is a lovely place. It was very different when I grew up. There was no cinema. There was no amazing cultural background. Um, of The Chinese that are there now who have brought in beautiful restaurants and uh, lots of things you can do. We, I think we had Target and a few other things to go and see. Uh, and big blocks and it used to be an orchard where I grew up so uh, it was a lot of space and amazing childhood, went to the local primary school and the local secondary school and really just had a very carefree um, childhood.
1: After graduating from high school, Jacobs moved on to teaching sports in England before pursuing a tertiary degree in education. However, due to her husband's job transferral, Jacobs moved to the US where she discovered her love for property in the stock market.
0: After school, I went to, I actually took a gap year and taught sport in England. Um, and that gave me the space to think about what I wanted to do. But I'd already enrolled in a teaching degree, so a bachelor's degree in secondary teaching. So I did that, and that was for physiology and science teaching. Uh, and then I finished that. And um, during that time, though, I was a checkout operator at Safeway. So I did the, the hard yards of putting people's groceries through the uh, the checkout, which I loved. They were an amazing company to work for. And, uh, and then I went on to be a pharmaceutical rep. So I didn't go into teaching. I graduated and decided that's it. No teaching for me. We had a family of teachers and I just decided if I didn't want to be there, the kids would know. And I'm very passionate about the fact that you are very much um, – a role model as a teacher. And if you don't want to be there, kids just know. So I decided, right, it's not for me. So if I can't give something a hundred percent, then I don't want to do it. So um, I went on to pharmaceutical repping. And uh, during that time, I did a marketing postgrad at Monash uni as well. Uh, And then that led me through to a marketing position in Sydney with um, a large pharmaceutical company. Uh, And then uh, my, boyfriend now husband was transferred to San Francisco so we moved to San Francisco in the late 1990s and uh, so that's where uh, I couldn't work because the visa structures were different and um, and from there I then started doing courses and one of those courses was learning how to buy uh, foreclosed properties and also option trading so that started my complete obsession with both the property and making money on the stock market.
1: Her stay in the US turned Jacob's life around as she developed her interest in the property industry and decided to pursue it as a career when she moved back to Australia. Jacob's overwhelming passion for the field did not go unnoticed by her teachers and they were also quick to offer her professional opportunities.
0: I realised when we were in the States that um, previously I thought I wanted to be a marketing manager for a very large company, but having the opportunity to really just sit back and go okay I can't work in that industry here what am I going to do and that's why I turned to those um, those two areas because it was quite big back then it was the dot-com era Um, we were living in an amazing city where everybody encouraged everybody to do well it was very unlike Australia where if you were doing well people sort of you know, cut you down. Whereas in the States, they were like, wow, what are you doing? And how can I do that? And how can you teach me? So it was a great time to be there. Uh, and then I just thought, look, coming back to Australia, what do I want to do? And the simple questions were, well, I love people and I love property. So as soon as we touched back down in into Melbourne, I went and did a real estate course and did my agent's representative um, from there, the lecturer actually offered me a job uh, at the completion of that two week course. So, as you know, the, the entry level for real estate is really low, um, but uh, it was a great opportunity for me to get a job straight away in the industry. And uh, he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about buying uh, selling homes in. Um, with, I started in Elwood, which is a beachside suburb. And um, yeah, he was probably at the end of his real estate journey and I was at the start so I was incredibly enthusiastic. He'd been in the industry for so long, he could have a coffee on the sidewalk and someone would come past and say, hey, I need to sell my house. Can you sell it for me? And that was how he got listings back then Wow, <laughs> which was um, a very different way to yeah. now. It's a, it's a major business now.
1: Thanks to such opportunities, Jacobs was able to prove herself as a trustworthy and desirable buyer's agent.
0: Yeah, very good at what he did, and and then I went on to sell property off the plan with a very large overseas developer, and that was an amazing experience. That was down at Docklands, which is you oh, know yeah, um,
1: beautiful location. Down at the there.
0: time, it was yeah, it, it was all very new, and uh, you know Mervac already had quite a few buildings up, but it was um, yeah, very interesting times. Um, and then uh, from there, went back into traditional selling. Um, back into Bayside again with some uh, agents that really influenced my way of looking at real estate and um, and putting me you know really into being a buyers advocate so uh, I have some great mentors from that era and a lot of thank yous when when I talk about what I do now to say thank you for making me look after buyers because I realized then and there that that was you know if you like an aha moment of this is what I'm meant to be doing.
1: Me up after the break, we'll delve into Nicole Jacobs' property investment journey as she shares how she bought her first property investment.
0: We drove past, saw the for sale sign, went in and bought it. Didn't even have the checkbook, had to go home, get the checkbook, come back and buy it.
1: How she has developed an eye for profitable property investment deals.
0: And that helps you focus then when you've got your list, then you don't waste your time on other properties that are not fitting that list.
1: Her worst investment moment to this day.
0: I'd say that you know. So we learned from that that you have to be, you have to have the, the knowledge behind you, and you have to have that list.
1: And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum, and you're listening to Property Investor. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Unsure of where and what to buy? Many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. In regards to her own property investment journey, Jacobs had impulsively bought her first property with her husband. A little while before she moved to America,
0: so I bought the first investment property before we moved to America. Uh, But back to my parents' days, no, I'm very conservative. Um, Probably as teachers, we had you know they had four daughters, bringing them up. Um, It wasn't really something that we ever spoke about. My father was incredibly uh, artistic, and he was probably should have been an architect. He used to love drafting, and uh, and. Had a dream home on a um, country block that we had um, in Woodend, and he was always wanting to build an amazing home there. And I think that you know he, he surrounded us with books on architecture, on uh, photography, and all of those sort of things. So I was big, I was very big into drawing and and dreaming back then as well. Um, and so I think he was probably the most influential on being able to aspire to something else. Um, mum was always there, grounding us and making sure that we were real. <laughs> so it's a very good balance between the aspirational and the and the real world.
1: Jacob's first encounter with property would have been during her working career, as she had no exposure to financial management nor investment as a child.
0: But I, I think that you know we didn't really talk finance at home, and that's something that I had to learn from a, a later, older age. Uh, by the people that I associated with and being surrounded by people that were risk takers, were able to put in front of me ability to um, make more money um, using um, tangible assets that I really related to, which is property. So I had a portfolio, a share portfolio very early um, from my working career, but not as a child a working career and uh, from that, it then became okay, well, I can touch and feel property and I feel safe with property. So, that's why I moved into that area for investing because it just made sense to me.
1: Jacob's first investment property was a success, mostly due to luck where they purchased a property on a whim.
0: The first one uh, that I bought with my husband, um, well, boyfriend at the time, but obviously knew he was going to be my husband, (laughs) (laughs) uh, was uh, we started off uh, small with a two-bedroom apartment um, in St Kilda East. And that really was, um, It bizarrely, it was before I was an estate agent and so... We had been looking around and then we just happened to drive past it. So I wouldn't recommend this to many people. (laughs) We drove past, saw the for sale sign, went in and bought it.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Didn't
0: even have the checkbook, had to go home, get the checkbook, come back and buy it. But I've always had a gut for property. I've always been able to, whether it's for clients or myself, I can walk in. And I can actually feel it, and and then it, I make it happen. Um, again, I probably wouldn't recommend that to first timers out there, but um, you know, it was very much a spur of the moment. We we knew what we wanted because we'd seen quite a few things. So without really knowing, we'd done a little bit of market research.
1: Jacob admits that her mental list of mandatory features for an investment property helped her focus on finding her first property investment deal.
0: And that helps you focus then when you've got your list, then you don't waste your time on other properties that are not fitting that list. Uh, It's almost like I learned that from the trading options online. Unless it ticks all of the little symbols that you've got to get for that option trading to be a really good um, opportunity, you don't look at it. You just go on to the next one. So it's trying to take the emotion out of it as well and making sure that you're making the right decision based on really good information. because. Knowledge is powerful.
1: Jacob's property investment journey hasn't been completely smooth sailing either as a missed investment opportunity still haunts her and her husband to this day.
0: So I probably just touched on that one being a property in Brighton that uh, is an incredibly good street and uh, we pulled out midway because we were not on the same page and we still look back at it I try to forget it. My husband brings it up quite frequently <laughs> that we should have bought that property. It would have – I mean, it's tripled in value since we, we looked at it. So, um, But, you know, we can look at lots of things like the market going up. But it did tick a lot of boxes. And because I just didn't have enough information behind me, uh, I felt it, it was a next step in the, the property ladder um, from a two-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom townhouse Great street, good facing, all those things um, and I just, I, I was in the middle of it going uh, no, uh, no eh, and we just pulled out. So, I'd say that, you know, so we learned from that that you have to be, you have to have the, the knowledge behind you and you have to have that list.
1: After successfully making a profit off the first investment property, Jacobs began to climb the property ladder by buying, renovating and selling.
0: Well, at, as an investment um, hat, but then uh, to buy it under a, um, a principal place so that we could uh, – we, we start – our property journey started with doing that, although the first property we bought didn't need anything done to it. Um, we just bought well. Um, the, the next step was, okay, how can we get ahead in this market as, as young, you know, uh, late 20s? How can we get a foothold in this property market? And so we, we did the property ladder thing of buying, uh, renovating and selling.
1: Along her property investment journey, Jacobs realized that in order to maximize her chance of making a profit on her investment properties, she would have to make decisions based on the desires of the market.
0: The strategy was... To, to see an opportunity. Um, so one of the key things that I learned very early on from mentors was that you make your money when you buy. So if we could buy well, uh, and if the market did turn uh, down, then if we could hold it, then we'd made the right decision. If we were at the mercy of the market to sell at whatever time, because we had to sell, Then uh, we would, you know, if we'd bought well, then we would still probably break even and and be able to exit from that property. So uh, the strategy has always been to buy well um, and to make sure that we buy in a really good position, uh, in a good postcode, uh, really to to limit risk and to make sure that when we're renovating, that while we might have been living in it to uh, reduce capital gains or to negate capital gains on some of those properties, it was make sure we renovate it for the market. So we've never renovated um, until recently for us. We've always renovated for the market.
1: Jacobs advises her clients to do the same with their properties, especially if they intend to sell the property in the future.
0: See that. I mean, we see it on the block. We see people that go in and they want to put their own touch on it. And it's like, guys, think about the market you're selling to. You are renovating for profit here. You must meet the market. I know you love this, that and the other, but does the market the market doesn't, and that's, you know, a key part of my business as well at the moment is we can go in and buy an opportunity for a client, but we're always advising on, okay, what's the market? What are you buying it for? Uh, Majority of our clients buy to live in, so it's a different market. But if they're buying it to, in the next five years, flip, uh, which in today's market, you just can't be sure whether you're going to, you know, you've got to do your sums and make sure that, everything in the area is going to sell you know is selling for something that you want to get out at but you've got to renovate for the market
1: if you're going to sell it yeah absolutely it's
0: just crucial you can't put in your purple bath and your you know whatever (laughs) who likes a purple bath but you you know what i mean it's you've got to think about it you know look at your cabinetry look at you the heights of your ceiling look at your flooring the things people can see you need to make sure are amazing
1: Jacob's aha moment in the industry was when she realized she was able to produce what the market wanted and could sell her properties more efficiently and effectively.
0: So um, an aha moment for us I guess would um, would probably be one of the first properties that we sold um, as a uh, buy, renovate and flip uh, and that was that we met the market. And I think that that was where we went, okay, we actually are very good at reading the market. We're very good at producing what the market wants. And that's when we went, yeah, we could actually do this. Um, But we decided not to do it as a business, but to do it on the side.
1: She was able to determine what the property market wanted based on her experience as a buyer's agent, as well as some simple conversations with our own social groups.
0: It's looking at uh, what's on the market, what's selling well and why it's selling well, and it was doing a lot of research with agents, and, again, prior to being an estate agent, going out there and asking them, okay, what is, you know, what's everyone looking for? Um, but even looking at our own, um, our own, I guess, social group saying, okay, what What's not being met in the market? You go out for dinner, you go out for lunch and everyone's talking about property because of course in Melbourne it's a national pastime. And so people will talk about what they can't get at the moment. and uh, if you can produce that, then you've got a willing market that's prepared to pay. And I think that um, you know that's a journey that we're now excited about moving forward with on a different level um, in our investment at the moment.
1: Based on our observations, as a buyer's agent. Jacobs believes that she can help create the missing supply of desired properties.
0: We're at the moment we're in an aging population. So at the moment there's not enough. And I I can see this in that I'm looking for properties for clients that maybe want to downsize, but that we call them upscalers because they're still not that they, they they don't want to leave their big home and and land. They want to leave their land but still have a nice big home, but and they're prepared to pay for it.
1: Hmm. I wonder how Sorry. that's going to work then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's not enough property for these people. So, that is, you know, for me, exciting uh, as an investor um, that I can go out there and maybe produce that for them.
1: So inspired by Nicole Jacobs' story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode where we'll find out what initially held her back from investing.
0: It was the fear of the unknown, I think, Um, but that was brought by not understanding and not having as much information. as
1: The lessons she's learned from reading the classic property investment books, such as Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
0: That book taught me so much about it's okay to rent, you know, it's because you've got other property and someone else is paying off that property.
1: Her plans for future investment properties.
0: I want a house that I can renovate and hold hold for the next 5, 10 years.
1: And that's next in a future episode of Property Investory. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.